forgot to do the breaking news. I knew I had something I wanted to do. That the donkey worthy? The um, yeah, I don't know. The tr- well, it would have been ten minutes ago, but now we're late to the party. Stay in your pen, Brandon. <laughs> the Trump administration has announced new Russian sanctions, the most significant response so far to their election meddling and other things that they've been doing. Excellent. Out of the Trump administration. This is the most serious Trump has gotten on, hey, you got to knock it off. I don't know if it'll mean anything, but at least it's acknowledging the problem. All right. Well, I want to hear what the sanctions are in detail, chapter and verse. Also coming up, the funniest attempted murder story you've ever heard out of Oregon. <laughs> that is a tease. Please welcome back to the Armstrong and Getty Show, the fabulous Emily Jashinsky, commentary writer for the Washington Examiner. Uh, Emily, how are you this morning? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Excellent. I'm I'm looking at your headline today. Lesson of Pennsylvania. Democrats might succeed if they can tolerate centrist candidates. I got to throw in there. Throw in I gotta there. I got to throw in there to start with. Right. I have my whole life, and I continue to believe, the emphasis on these special elections is way overblown in terms of their importance or indicators of anything. On the other hand, in this particular instance, it is pretty interesting. Well, I would disagree. What I was going to say is Emily is asking the question, are uh, moderate candidates on the rise? The answer is no, Emily. (laughs) We just wanted you to call so we could tell you that. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Because the guy ran pro-life. Um, the he Democrat. Said, the Democrat ran yeah. pro-life, said he's going to oppose Nancy Pelosi and support a lot of Trump stuff. He's pro-gun. I mean, come on, that's not Nancy Pelosi. What's going on, Emily? Yeah, so I think there's a, there's a couple different things here. A lot of, like, the Republican line after this loss, which I, I agree with you that special elections, especially, you know, like what we saw in Georgia, like the John Ossoff race, a lot of times so much money pours into them that they're not really fair um, environments, right? They won't be replicated in other races that we see from now until November. They're just kind of their own little things. But at the same time, um, you know, this, this was a Trump plus 20 district. So you have to say that something went on. <laughs> like they, you just have to at least admit something went on. And Trump won that district by 20 points. Republican couldn't win. You, you believe that means something. Yeah, and a lot of Republicans have been saying, look, both candidates here ran as a Republican. That's sort of been the talking point. And, and I think that does, you know, there's something to be said for that. He said he wouldn't support Nancy Pelosi in leadership. He said, you know, he, he wouldn't support gun control measures. Um, you know, he's, he's personally pro-life. So all of that being said, um, basically at the same time, though, he was supportive of Obamacare. You know, he's someone who said tax cuts were a problem, you know, that they, they were just there for the wealthy. And so he was not exactly a Republican. And so that line is not, is not entirely accurate. But at the same time, you have to say this guy was a moderate Democrat. And if Democrats had run a candidate who was not a moderate Democrat, I don't think they would have been able to squeak out that victory. Oh, absolutely not. Would have gotten their clock cleaned. Uh, is right. is that unique to that district, um, or do you think you know more broadly speaking, Democrats ought to be running more moderates and they're cutting their own throats by going way way left? Well, I think they have the progressive wing right now, which is super energized and actually has a lot of sway in the party, um, and they are ideological purists and they demand ideological you know, purity from everyone who runs as a Democrat. So they ideally would not have had someone like Connor Lamb running, which means they would have lost that race. So the Democrats right now have to ask themselves the question, is it okay to run someone like Connor Lamb, who will vote with us the majority of the time, just not on issue X, Y, and Z? Um, or do we need to put someone who might be more in line with, you know, Nancy Pelosi's San Francisco district and run them in uh, Pennsylvania because they agree with us on everything. And so I think there's a real movement in the party to, 
to uh, push for that. But then, you know, they're going to learn. I think they probably learned a good lesson. Uh, well, on Tuesday. If, if Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are the leaders of that uh, first group you described, the, the progressive wing that has all the energy, is there a leader in the party of the, uh, I guess it would have been Joe Biden back in the day? And I think it is still Joe Biden. He's been he's been pretty. Uh, he says it's a false choice. You know, he says someone like him can talk to the working class and still be a progressive. Uh, is there anybody under seventy five years of age? <laughs> yeah. Well, of yeah. course, there's a couple eighty year olds out front of the progressive wing. So never mind. Well, and people like Joe Biden are going to think there aren't a lot of really young progressive leaders who actually still can uh, talk to the working class people and to, you know, resonate with working class people. One person I am personally keeping an eye on, a very close eye on, is Kamala Harris, Senator Kamala Harris, the junior senator from California, because she's sort of seen as this radical progressive, um, you know, someone who's way far on the left of the party. And I think she votes that way, and personally she is that way. But she talks about how, you know, they need to support the Joe Mansions of the party, and it's silly to try to encourage people. Like she's Jones. good. She is a good political animal. She's she's she terrible. She's gaff prone. She's an open borders advocate. She will be soundly defeated in we're, any national we're race. We're talking about her policies. As a politician, she is. I see her on the show. She's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. She mm-hmm. has. She definitely has good political instincts, and I think she, you know, she's really reading the tea leaves on on this issue of identity politics because she's actually openly come out and said, you know, when people go to sleep at night, they're not thinking of you know, how they're going to pay their bills as, you know, per their race and their gender. They're just thinking that they need to pay their bills. Yeah, that's You're good really stuff. annoying me, Emily, because that's two in a row I agree with Kamala Harris. This is profoundly <laughs> disturbing to me. <laughs> Who am I? What do I believe? I don't even know anymore. Existential crisis. <laughs> exactly. Emily Jashinsky, commentary writer for the Washington Examiner, making me question everything I hold dear. So, listen, the 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 irresistible... Uh, conclusion from everything we see recently is that both parties are running to the right and to the left because primaries and safe districts give us more extreme candidates. Um, any sign of that uh, momentum slowing in your mind? Or again, was this one little special election just a weird beast? So... I, I, it's a it's a good question. I, I do think it's it's like you said. Like we do have to see special elections as exceptional circumstances because so much money pours into them, and they're very local. And a lot of times that gets lost. And it, it almost always does. I end up reading about some issue that the national news didn't cover at all that was hugely important to those people about some plant that opened or shut down or whatever. Right. And uh, and you know, it's not a referendum on Trump. It's a referendum on the plant. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Those things are huge, and they do get sort of papered over and lost in national media coverage. I think and it's just sort of the nature of the primaries. You know, they're, they're both going to be running in, in either direction. I do think one thing that's interesting in Republican primaries is uh, Republican primary candidates are racing to sort of out-Trump each other and to prove their um, allegiance to President Trump. And what that does is not necessarily push people to the right. Um, in a lot of cases, like in the Missouri Republican primary right now, Josh Hawley's you know, favorite candidate is probably going to win that race. But because he said, you know, he supported some of the president's gun control ideas, Austin Peterson was saying he's for gun control. So uh, Trump is an interesting influence in these Republican primaries. Yeah, well, the Republicans got to stop running people with horrible hair pieces. Mm. I think that's what I think (laughs) that's what hurt him in Pennsylvania. Mm. It really looked like a hair piece to me. Mm. Bad hair piece and a mustache. That's no way to win. Maybe you write your piece on uh, that for tomorrow, <laughs> Trump said he was more handsome. Trump said he was more handsome than, than Connor Lamb. <laughs> well, I ain't no gay fella, but he was a handsome, handsome man. Emily Jashinsky, commentary writer for the Washington Examiner. Uh, Emily, it's always a delight. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Good to talk. <laughs>
God, who did I see? Who's that one uh, Democrat senator? He was up there with uh, Pelosi and Schumer chanting about guns uh, with the youngsters yesterday. And uh, this is really, really unfair. But he said, uh, this is tragic. I sat there thinking, you know what's tragic is your hair dye. (laughs) No human being has ever had that color hair naturally. You're an old guy. You're a U.S. senator. It's okay to have gray hair. That he's got that weird orangey dye going. I don't know if you've looked around, but we don't seem to care that a lot of people in government are old. Yeah, you don't need to pretend to be. I mean, if you're if you're if you're seventy, you're a kid. Okay, yeah, you'll be yeah. fine, dude. You look old. The orange hair is doing nothing for you. You wouldn't think this guy. This guy might not walk for six months. They think he nearly died. You wouldn't think this attempted murder could be funny, but it is. Oh man, these are dark times. Well, he's, dark humor. He's taken a he's taken an interesting attitude toward it. Okay, fair enough. His girlfriend attacked him with a sword. Oh boy, what he has to say about that will shock you. <laughs> what was the joke the other day? This is what I'm talking about, honey. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Very soon we're going to Mars. You wouldn't have been going to Mars if my opponent won. And I can tell you, you wouldn't even be thinking about it. And the Martians were like, okay, we need to build a wall. We need to build a wall. Mexico, have your <laughs> Funny, funny. You know the notorious RBG turns 85 today? Ruth Bader Ginsburg, one of our Supreme Court justices. She's a liberal. One of the fine nine. <laughs> and works out more than anyone in this room. Yeah, yeah. she's how old? 85. Okay. Happy birthday, RBG. If you're good enough for Scalia, you're good enough for me. Hmm? Yeah, that's, that's true enough. Besides, like Scalia said, I fight ideas, not people. I attack ideas, not people. Yeah, I was thinking about... Your ideas suck, old lady! I can't believe like I'm that. <laughs> bringing up the special election that nobody decries more than me is meaningless mm. again. But I was thinking yesterday, so do you root for ideas or what uniform they're, they're, they're wearing? Because a lot of your ideas, this guy agrees with you. So why do you care if he won? A lot of the ideas that you like. Old Connor Lamb? Yeah. See, so, seems to. Yeah. But are you, are you more concerned about whether they have an R or a D on their jersey than what the ideas are, which I think is the case for a lot of people. Well, if they get him by the short hairs and make him vote along the party line, which is what Congress does. I'll bet they don't have much success with that. He just doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. In that case, you know, long may he reign in his district yeah. that's we'll going to disappear in a few months. <laughs> right. <laughs> then there's that. So, uh, this... so it's a special election. For a few months in a disappearing district, science can't, they've tried, they cannot invent a less significant race than this. So she's 29, he's 30, she tried to hack him to death with a samurai sword. That's the... This is what I'm talking about, honey! This is the headline. (laughs) We, We need to learn to disagree. I'll get to the meat of the story with some great quotes from the Oregonian, who, when they talked to the, uh, the 30 year old dude, who uh, who dang near got killed and is not going to walk for at least six months. Wow. He's lucky he lived through this. Wow. 
Alex Lovell says he spent 12 to 13 hours a day playing a computer game in which players fight to the death. 12 to 13 hours a day. Wait a minute. Playing this computer game. That is way many hours. That's a lot. I'm already amused, though. (laughs) Go on. But when his girlfriend allegedly came at him with an actual samurai sword, it scared the living poop out of me, he is quoted as saying. (laughs) I'll bet it did. His girlfriend, Emily... Uh, she's 30, is uh, charged with attempted murder after admitting on a 911 call, so she said it on the 911 call, is mm-hmm. that out? Yeah. To using a samurai sword to attack the 29-year-old uh, boyfriend of two years. They've been dating a while. Mm. She was with an annoyed with how much time he spent playing video games. 12 to 13 hours a day, as you'll remember. I would be annoyed, too. Yeah, you're dating a guy for two years, and he plays video games 13 hours a day. You know, so there she- are other uh, recourses, certainly, than Chopping him into bits. So she went to the mall and bought a samurai sword. Is that a kiosk sort of thing, or do they have that at Nordstrom? Samurai Island? Hut. Yeah. <laughs> you can get the uh, the special uh, pants, the MC Hammer pants that <laughs> samurais usually wear, and the swords, etc. She goes to the mall and buys a samurai sword after she claims she found the Tinder dating app on his phone. Oh, wait a minute. And an unknown woman's hair in the shower drain of the couple's home. Oh, boy. So the video games were part of it. She's accused of pulling out the sword from its hiding place in the early hours of March 3rd and attacking him as he slept. She went to chopping on him with a sword while he was asleep. Irma Gerd. Yeah. He suffered life-threatening injuries, cuts to his head, neck, torso, hands, legs, and feet. He's not going to walk, as I said, for at least six months. You know, playing video games that much is, is uncool and using the Tinder and having a gal over to, to, to make her sweet love and have her shower in the showers. That's all terrible stuff. But again, Emily, darling... I understand you're a woman scorned, but hacking him to death is not your only option. Here's the quote that's going to get your attention. Yes. From the uh, the choppy. Yes. The man who got chopped up. I was able to wing chun my way to survival. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't have to tell you guys. I'm sure you know that wing chun is a specific discipline of uh, kung fu martial arts where it is very important to work the angles so they do not have a clean... Uh, a, path of attack to you now you, i know that you're constantly trying to stay just kind of 30 degrees or so off of center 30 degrees duly noted I everybody able- have fun tonight <laughs> and that's wang chung thank you michael it's a different thing than wing chung. You know, the, the universe was demanding that and you uh you went ahead and checked that box i was able to wing chun my way to survival <laughs> he says before convincing her to call the police. Right. He convinced her to call the police. It was probably a ninja mind trick. I was just so proud for beating this samurai wannabe crazy lady with hate in her heart. <laughs> wow. Wow. So all he knows is he got the W. And then he Vulcan mind erased her and made her call the cops. He says, again quoting the Oregonian, she was delusional for thinking I was cheating. I'm not a model or six foot three tall dude slay on Tinder. Everyone knows that. Right. <laughs> right. Goes without saying. <laughs> so I guess he's saying I'm too short to get laid on Tinder. Right. Clearly. Everyone knows that. On the other hand, my Wing Chun skills are top notch. Right. I'm a ninja. Also certified ninja. She attacked Napoleon Dynamite with a sword, apparently. <laughs> I'm not a model or six foot three. Tall dudes slay on Tinder. Yes. Everyone knows that. Yeah. I barely yeah. had time to hang out with my girlfriend, let alone hang out with another girl. That's because you play video games 13 hours a day. And practice your wang chung. It's a bit complicated. Regardless, I assume she needs some serious help. I think we would all agree with that. What was your first sign? Uh, 
when she attacked me with a samurai sword. As I slept. Yeah. Man, that's some cold ass. Well, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, she, well, she very nearly murdered a guy in his sleep. Hell hath no wrath, And it's man. just his Wing Chun, wing chun's survival techniques right. that saved well, his life. He woke up and, and thought, time for a little Wang Chung. Let's unleash it, huh? Normally I wouldn't do this to a woman, but you've hacked off one of my legs. A GoFundMe page has raised $8,100 for Lovell as of this writing. That's the, the modern world, right? Anything happens, you raise money because yes you feel like they're a victim of something it doesn't need to be specified what you're going to do with the money nope. whether it's stormy daniels or this dude Just, hey, he probably does need some cash well, i'm sure he does yeah. i'm sure he does you know he's, 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 he's i'm not anti it's just everything. interesting wow. uh his girlfriend has pleaded not guilty and remains in custody her trial is set for may 7th that could be a pretty entertaining trial if this guy gets up on the stand and and talks the way he talks to the oregonian because <laughs> that was pretty funny stuff I'm just so proud for beating this samurai wannabe crazy lady with hate in her heart. I don't know how you feel about marriage counseling, but just as a rule of thumb, uh, gals, guys, before you attempt to hack them up, see a counselor once. (laughs) Or read an article or something. Or break up. Or just don't hack them. He was recently chopped up with a samurai sword by his girlfriend to the point that he can't walk. Right, right. Nearly died, and what he tells a reporter is, I was able to wing chung my way to survival. Yes! <laughs> I can hang with this dude. Yes! I, may, I may donate to this guy's uh, GoFundMe. I, I like the fact that he's keeping his sense of humor about him. God, he is so clearly what he is. Exactly. He yeah. is what he... I hope the snake was okay while they were uh, dealing with the police, because I assume he owns a snake. Oh. He just seems like that kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. 12 to 13 hours on the video games. He knows, like, the nomenclature of all the hobbits in the Shire, the Underwoods, and the Tooks, and the right. Reagan name them all. He doesn't I, deserve to get chopped up, of course. I think I play too much video games, and that is so much more than I play. And she was apparently okay with that, mostly just uh, she found the Tinder app and some strange hair in the drain. That, uh, sent her off to the mall, Speaking of which things is where you go need- to buy a samurai sword. Yeah, apparently. Speaking of things that need to be said, Michael, come on. Do I have to tip you to get, he had beautiful hair? <laughs> Come on, dude. What are I'm, we paying you for? I'm not a model or 6'3". Tall dudes slay on Tinder. Yeah, Everyone don't knows I know that. it. Don't <laughs> I know it. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the Trump administration slapping sanctions on Russians for meddling in our 2016 election and more. The FDA is cracking down on cigarette sales in the U.S. and just named... The happiest countries in the world. Coming up, 635, Armstrong and Kitty. You know, I'm anti-violence, but ladies, you could consider walking in, laying a samurai sword on the kitchen table and saying, we need to talk. Should get his attention. Right. He has beautiful hair. There you go. Good timing. (laughs) (laughs) So Marshall's news, including that breaking news, Trump's going to crack down on Russia. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. text on the previous story. Glad you enjoyed it, including this one. No, no, I didn't say hack me off. <laughs> there we go. That's childish. That is not. Listen, if your little jokes don't make the show better, we don't want to hear them. 
Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, I tell you, cracking down on the Ruskies, the Trump administration slapping new sanctions on Russia. The U.S. will sanction five entities and 19 individuals from Russia for a range of cyber attacks, including Russia's destabilization efforts in the 2016 presidential election. Take that, Putin. The Treasury Department's going to be uh, freezing their assets and prohibit Americans from doing business with those Russians and those groups. You're not wing-chunging your way out of this one, Putin. <laughs> one, of, <laughs> one of those targeted include the Internet Research Agency, which allegedly used all those fake social media accounts to sow division in the U.S. That's interesting because we had a guest on from The Economist just earlier in the show that said there are things we could do by going after their money that would really have an effect and mm-hmm. now it looks like we might be which is clearly evidence that they listen to the show I have, yeah there you go mm. and it turns out the sanctions are not just because of the meddling the trump administration is now accusing this morning russia of ongoing deliberate operations to penetrate the u.s energy grid and it has been going Ooh. on they say since 2016 mm. interesting i wonder who really headed up this effort in the White House. McMaster, Kelly. I mean, Tillerson's gone. Alex Baldwin. It could have been Baldwin. School safety bill headed to the Senate after easy passage by the House. The bill in response to the Florida high school shooting and aims to help schools boost security. Democrats are supporting the bill, but they're arguing a lot more needs to be done to curb gun violence. Students across the country walking out of class yesterday to honor the victims of last month's deadly shooting. We're the generation that has the voice that finally saw all the injustices and said this is enough. Food and Drug Administration moving to lower the amount of nicotine in cigarettes, making them less addictive. The FDA commissioner, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, is saying the agency is going to propose a rule to lower nicotine in cigarettes to minimally or non-addictive levels. Does uh, I don't know that much about the enjoyment of s- smoking. Do you get the enjoyment from the nicotine? Does it have to be in there to enjoy it? Well, that's the addictive. Yeah. Uh, that's Ooh, the addictive I know, substance. I know that's what it's addicts you, but from my understanding, yeah. the the things that people like from it are the tobacco side of it. The nicotine is just what gets you hooked to keep yeah. coming back to so the tobacco side. So it doesn't need to be in there to enjoy smoking. From my understanding. Not not if it's not in there from Initially. the beginning. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. As I was yeah. going to say. It's all like a heroin addict. After a while, right. they use oh. so they can feel normal. Right. And oh. as I was going to say, it was the nicotine that got and kept me hooked for oh, yeah. 30 years. Right. So. I understand that. Yeah. So anyway, they... But yeah. it's not like taking chocolate out of chocolate cake. Oh, right. No, so you don't get no, the endorphin rush. It's no, no longer then, any yeah. fun. Though. How much nicotine is naturally occurring in tobacco? Yeah, this is that. the sort of thing I've learned many times in my life and instantly forgotten. But, yeah. Because I know they add, deliberately add stuff to make it more Right, addictive. they will try and jack up the levels, but I don't know what the, I don't know what the level is naturally. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a free market guy, hardcore, but marketing products deliberately to addict people and then kill them. Seems, uh, well, it seems unfriendly. It's hard to argue why yeah. that product should exist. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of the sword-wielding girlfriend of consumer products, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> All right, the annual World Happiness Report was just released, and the U.S. doesn't if even... If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. That's the first thing the researchers say. 
And it was just released. Can they count the claps? Simple as that. And then the U.S. and the U.S. doesn't even land in the top ten. Oh, see, that's made me less happy. The report released by the U.N. Sustainable Development Solutions Network, we all know them, ranks 156 countries based on <coughs> happiness factors like life expectancy, <coughs> social support, and corruption, let, things like let that. Let me guess. It's a whole bunch of countries that live under the umbrella of our protection so they don't have to spend their money on the military. They get to spend it on all kinds of stuff that just makes you happy. And are until recently probably ethnically uh, 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 homogenous. Monochrome. Right. It's your Denmarks, your Swedens. Go ahead, Marshall. All right. The happy get happier. You know what they say. Let's go. Here's the top ten from tenth to first. In tenth place, you got Australia. In ninth place, you you got got kangaroos and koalas running around. Why wouldn't you be happy? You got ACDC music playing (laughs) around the clock. At ninth place, you've got Sweden. The Swedes are very happy people. Sure. There you go, living under the umbrella of our protection. New Zealand, Hot blonde gals. New Zealand is in eighth place. You're right next to Australia with the koalas. <laughs> right. Happiness leaks over plus, into your country. Plus the hobbits. Right, coming in to, coming in at seventh place, Canada. Canada, America's hat. Mm. Sixth place again. It'd be a Russian province were it not for the bald eagle. With the spears in one hand and whatever else they got in the other hand. The olive branch of peace. You're, you're, you're talking about the big bird of freedom. That's right. That's right. Good job, Squawky. <laughs> yes. Right on cue. Uh, next, we got the Netherlands. Netherlands in uh, sixth place. Coming in fifth. Coming They're in fifth. stoned in the Netherlands, yeah. Coming in fifth. Switzerland. The Swiss are a very happy people. Bunch now chocolate-eating, watchmaking bastards. Now, the, the knife with all sorts of stuff. Under, right. A knife's a knife. It's not a spoon. How many accessories <laughs> I don't need a toothpick in my knife. knife need. <laughs> and, and, a can opener. And the four happiest countries on earth. You got Iceland in fourth place, Denmark in third, Norway in second, and the happiest country in the nation, my friends. Oh, that's why you did the story. Oh, <laughs> just no, it makes sense. On the eve of St. Orho's Day, the happiest country on earth is Finland. A bunch of non-NATO dues-paying, America-dependent, monochromatic, socialist wunderlands. Please. Yeah, if you, Please. Ha- if you have a little country with mostly the same uh, ethnicity and religion, right. and you can spend all your money on stuff other than the military, I can see how your population would be pretty happy. In the same way that 10-year-olds are happier than adults, because 10-year-olds <laughs> don't have to work. Marshall, I submit to you, sir, your nation is a 10-year-old. But a happy... Yeah. Oh, yeah, happy. <laughs> there you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Perhaps the globe after that segment. Mm-hmm. Conscience of the globe. Oh, well, what yeah. bird would speak for the globe? Yeah, a bluebird of happiness. Yeah. I uh, suppose we'll get more word on this throughout the day. Why now for the Trump administration to crack down on Russia? We've had good reason to do it for quite a while. I wonder what crossed whatever threshold. Yeah, I wonder. Like you said, who is behind it? I want to read in detail what they're doing, what they're not doing, because often these things are not quite what they seem. Uh, Please reference our discussion at 7 o'clock with our fabulous guest. Yeah, that stuff that Germany is still, you know, participating in Russia's economy the way they are. Oh, yeah, they're enriching the hell out of Russia by buying their natural gas when they could be buying it somewhere else. Yeah, that's an interesting angle. Putting the stomp on Ukraine. And working with Russia. That's our good, close friends, the Germans. Mm. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. 
Um, which direction do you want to go? Up? Sideways? Let's see. I live northeast to here. Northeast. Oh, I see. You want to go home. I'm That's out. That's what you're saying. I'm out of uh, You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I, um, as you might know, I wasn't here yesterday. I took my dad to a uh, basketball game in Phoenix to see LeBron James play the Phoenix Suns, and he was by far the the reason everybody was there. There were more Cavaliers jerseys than Suns jerseys in the in the stadium. I mean, he's one of the biggest draws in the world, sports wise, right? So anyway, um, and this is sports related. So if you hate sports, it'll be over in a couple of minutes. Um, but. So we were sitting right down behind him. I mean, like right behind him. So we really got to ogle these guys up close. Mm-hmm. They're so giant. These are giant, giant human beings. And LeBron James is giant. But if you've never had the opportunity to see this sort of thing up close, it's so much faster than it looks like on television. That is what struck me. Oh, my God. The speed with which they whip the ball around. It's unbelievable. You see a guy fire a pass to another guy on TV. You think it looks fast. It would kill you. If it hit you. Yeah, you couldn't catch it. It would break your fingers. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and the dunks happen so fast. They're just, it's just it's like you can't even see them. But anyway, so LeBron doesn't come out for a, like a lot of the shoot around. Just I, I suppose just because the crowd goes crazy. Everybody's yelling at him. I don't know. Or, or, or I don't know what his reason is. But when he finally did come out to do a little shoot around, he did a lot of really exciting stuff because he knows everybody's there to see him. Mm. So he did a lot of throwing the ball in the air and running up and doing these crazy like he's in the dunk competition. Wow. And it was just and, and we're 15 feet away from him. And uh, and it was just unbelievable. He would lob that ball up there, and just in a in a blink of an eye, just bring the ball way down and pow! And it's just the whole thing shakes. It's wow! Just, everybody go crazy in the warmups. <laughs> but during the game, and this, my dad turned to me. and He said it was worth coming just for this. So LeBron gets a he pokes one away down on the Phoenix end, and he's got a clear shot to the basket, yeah. except for one guy. And there's you couldn't see this on TV because I went back and watched the um. I watched the TV highlights of it. There's no way you could see this unless you're sitting at the right angle, and I could see it. He the looked guy at that let, guy. Let go of his bladder, didn't he? He beat himself. <laughs> he, he might he have. He saw LeBron coming and he urinated. There was a guy who had an angle where he could have potentially run down there and like challenged him. Yeah. And LeBron gave him a look like, "Don't you even effing think about it." <laughs> I mean, just he just had that look on his face, like, like you, like your dad might give you. Right. You just stop. Right. Because he started to run, and LeBron gave him that look. You're not going to do this, are you? That's what all these people are here yeah, for. They're and, here to watch me, and I will take your freaking head off. Right. <laughs> and the guy just kind of stopped and just kind of yeah, jogged. Right, go ahead. And then LeBron comes and just this tomahawk took off from the free throw. Kapow! And the whole building seems like it shook, and everybody right. went crazy. Right. <laughs> but that was something to see him look that guy off. How interesting. Don't you, you're a 19-year-old nobody on a bad team. Don't get in the way of this. If you dare take <laughs> out my legs, I will have you killed. <laughs> If you want me to dunk you into the grave, keep doing what you're right. thinking you're, you're going to do. Yeah, right. That was God, cool. that's interesting. That was cool. I'd never yeah. noticed. I didn't know that happened. I know that it's you know it's hard to to challenge that physically and your chances of stop. But I didn't realize they actually give you the no, don't do that. <laughs> Sit, stay. <laughs> Good boy. 
Wow, it's, that's wild. It's like LeBron was saying to that kid, hey, this is showbiz. Yeah, exa- well, yeah, well, actually. Exactly. That- this is a show, and I'm the star. Do not step in front of me. Yeah, from a from a completely logical, not, I mean, there's a lot of alpha male going on there, too. But from just from a logical standpoint, it's a, here's my chance to do dunk. This is why everybody came. They're paying a lot of money. We're in a business to make money. Right. You're not going to stop me anyway. I mean, come on. That that all was said with that look. He also gave his coach that look a number of times, and the mm. coach would kind of sit down. I'm sorry. Oh boy, my, <laughs> my, my bad, real coach. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? It was pretty clear LeBron's in charge of the whole thing. I'm sorry, I forgot my place, LeBron. <laughs> wow. And you saw a guy get uh, a technical, right? And John at the ref. Yeah, and and we couldn't figure out why he got it, and he didn't know why he got it. And it was, it's, but the way they, you know, this is the NBA, and again, this is sports talk, which you might completely care nothing about it. How they decide when to call traveling or a foul or anything like that? It just—it just—it seems completely random. Like the state of California, it's ungovernable. Like they called a travel once. I thought that's that particular time you call traveling, right? Yeah, it's and like this is a speeding ticket. Wait a minute. There's five thousand cars on this road <laughs> right. going roughly the same speed. I've gone down this road is it just like 5,000 times. Is it just like speeding tickets? You, you give one every now and then to people just to try to keep it from getting completely out of control so you just don't walk down the court carrying the ball. <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> we have to pretend to dribble now and then or it's kind of a sham. So. Mm, yeah. I don't know. You know, I've talked to Brian the umpire about why guys get tossed and, and, and don't. And surprisingly, a lot of it's just gentlemanliness and professionalism. You can argue briefly, but don't get personal. Let's be gentlemen out here. And, you know, I kind of appreciate that. They all complain every call to the referees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just, just non Didn't they outlaw that for like five minutes in the NBA? Any bitching? They, they were the trying. The anti-bitching laws. Yeah, they were trying that for a while. And much like the traveling thing now, it just kind of, they, they call it sometimes, but it's really gotten lax. Yeah. Do, do they get anything out of that? Because, I mean, do they must feel like they get something out of it or they wouldn't do it? Like, what? if Ron would go Why up the and say, hey, did you not see that guy grab my wrist back there? In, yeah. Were you not watching that? In theory, it's campaigning for the next call kind of a I thing. Guess, maybe. Um, uh, it's yeah. really hard to measure what sort of effect that actually sure. has, though. Sure. Well, never forget, sports is a TV show. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed from sitting down there. There are so many people involved in the entire thing whether like 40 people around the players doing who knows what all kinds of different stuff and the amount of media and people typing into computers and cameras and wires and right. audio and everything yeah. it is it is such a giant money making operation which again getting back to the dunk that's why it's all existing sure. it's not to find out which team can field the best basketball <laughs> you know which city can team right. field a right. good basketball team aspiring to that is what brings people you know to the party but i see exactly what you mean it reminds me when i had kind of a behind the scenes uh major league baseball thing a couple of years ago i guess um walking into the stadium several hours before the game and seeing the armies of people moving back and forth with giant pallets full of hot dog buns and and frozen french fries and all the groundskeepers and the the, the communications. There are electricians everywhere and mechanical guys and the rest of it. It's an insanely large business. It's a TV show. I've said this forever, but the whole cheerleader thing, how does that still exist? Nobody pays any attention to it. Two reasons. T and A. I, I don't get the sense anybody's enjoying it on that level. There's like nobody paying any attention. I don't know. I've gone with guys to games who enjoy it. Really? Yeah. Boy, and, oh, yeah. and you can get that anywhere. But just, you're not anywhere. You're there. But, but good, I've leave, you can get it there. And you talk about, man, who would you do? How about the redhead in the second <laughs> row? 
that sort of mm-hmm. bonding and and uh, you know, Jack. Anthropologically speaking, it's very important to go through these rituals. <laughs> I'd rather see something actually entertaining that you can't get just anywhere else. I mean, a guy dogs jugg- with frisbees, yeah, or a guy juggling five bowling balls or something. Something that's wow, that's something you don't see every day. How Hot about- chicks. I when I when I walk to my car, I'm going to see fifty of those. How about the guys with the inflatable uh, 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 sumo costumes? That's fun. <laughs> If you are at a, a an NBA game and you have the lady on a unicycle who catches balls on her head, so, oh, that's, that's good. That's I've as never, good as I've it never gets. caught her act. Oh, she catches sh- balls on her head. She bowls. She flips bowls? like bowls, like cereal bowls, soup oh, bowls. Oh, I thought you were saying bowls like a male cow. <laughs> no, no, that would that would be <laughs> see, something. That, I guess that's what I'm saying. Something different. I'm going to see this many hot chicks when I go to get a hot dog. On the way to the bathroom. Please. That, they're everywhere. Hashtag rap videos. Right, get your hot dog on the way back from the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, me. that's disgusting. <laughs> what kind of moron would do that? <laughs> Plus, you're holding it there in your hand and guys are making jokes about which one's which or whatever. I don't know. I got in line for a hot dog because the giant meal I ate before the game was enough. But So I'm in line for a hot dog. Then you got a pizza afterward. And right? I'm in the line, it t- I'm, there's only two people in line taking a long time, taking a long time. Guy in front of me says, throw out a hot dogs. They're out of hot dogs. He said, yeah, and then I tried to order a brat. They're out of those, too. What? It's halftime. How do you run out of hot dogs at halftime? Check yourself, Phoenix. (laughs) Get your act together. Wow, the headline ought to be a sausage crisis afflicts Phoenix. Or is it the entire state? Tucson. How's your your bratwurst uh, stock? I hadn't eaten in nearly 30 minutes. I felt like I was going to die. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.